Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicago Lens Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 143, season six. And today's date is June 25th, 2022. And thank you for joining me today. Uh, we have an interesting show coming up. I will discuss the 35th anniversary of the closing of Weebolt's department store in Chicago. It's an interesting uh, topic. Also, I will talk about uh, cigarette vending machines and uh, my memories of that. Also, last and, and, le- and not, but not least, I would discuss the Apple iPod. And it went bye-bye about uh, a month ago. So I'll talk about that and uh, my memories of owning an Apple iPod. But first, we have a commercial break. This program is brought to you by Pringles Country Style Potato Chips. <laughs> and here's a commercial from 1978 featuring singer Roy Clark. And uh, here we go. This is Roy Clark. Can I have your autograph? Sure. Have some new Country Style Pringles. A can of blue can. Mm, good. Good? Wow, that's a whole peck of hearty flavor. This old country's wearing denim, Pringles country style is too. No preservatives in Pringles, just a natural taste that's new. Start with whole and peeled potatoes, fried and fried up with a smile. There's a peck of a party flavor in new Pringles country style. That's This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Pringles Country Style potato chips and uh that that type of uh potato chip they don't make them anymore they uh pringles are still around they have other flavors uh like for example sour cream and onion cheddar cheese salt and vinegar um i don't know what else uh maybe taco flavor there's so many because when i was growing up there was just a regular you know the red can um uh, the, the, the potato chips were introduced in 1968 and, uh, I think it was, uh, created in Ohio, I guess. And then, uh, when I was about eh, grade school, about maybe sixth grade, seventh or eighth grade, uh, I saw them in the stores all the time. My mother bought those and she bought the regular ones, but, uh, she did buy the country style. What's different with the difference is it's, uh, I heard they're more, uh, they had a little more salt and they had more uh, flate, you know, it had more body, but they were good. They were really good. And the can came in like uh, denim blue, like blue jeans, like that. And I think they were around about eh, a few years, maybe till the early 80s. Eh, not very long. I don't know what happened. As for the uh, the person speaking in the commercial, it's Roy Clark. He's a famous sing- country singer. Uh, he was famous for co-hosting Hee Haw. 
That show is still funny. I mean, it's corny, but I, I love it. And uh, and that ran, that show ran forever. You know, it really did. Uh, you know, it was on CBS. Uh, I think it premiered on 1969. Right, it was like a, a country version of Rome and Martin's Laughing, my second favorite show. And it was it was on CBS for two years, and then it went to syndication. But you know, in the beginning. It wasn't that popular, but when it went into syndication, boom, it did, and it cont- and it continued till like '93, a long time. And uh, you know, they brought uh, not just, they only told corny jokes, but they brought singers in. A uh, laughing didn't do that, not real in the beginning. They did, but not that. But it was all jokes and uh, some classic characters. It was a fun show. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I said I will talk about the 35th anniversary of the closing of Weebold's store. Also, uh, vintage cigarette vending machines and the iPod, which is it's dem- met its demise, I think, exactly like May 10th of this year. So a shame. First off, I'm going to talk about Weebold's. I've discussed Weebold's in a previous episode. Long, long time ago. And probably, uh, I'm, not, I'm, exer- I'm not exactly sure what episode, but you have to search it on your. Uh, if you go on your um, app, you know Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or uh, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Breaker, whatever, or uh, you will find that. Also, the podcast is available on YouTube under the name Vanish Conway Stories. You can find that, and please subscribe. Please do. Anyway, uh, so Weebots have started its history. Uh, like I did that in a previous episode. Uh, it was founded by 18, in 1883, excuse me, by storekeeper William A. Weebel. And uh, the first store open was at, uh, I don't know the exact lo- uh, address, but it was on Milwaukee Avenue in Polina, a couple blocks west of Ashland. And uh, that wasn't, it did not open downtown, not yet. And uh, so it sold, uh, you know, basic goods, you know, at first. And uh, then the, then William Weebolt expanded. And the next store he opened at Lincoln Avenue in Belmont in 1912. Okay, and uh, believe it or not, uh, that building's still there. I, I think the, the one in Milwaukee and Polina is still there, I think. I don't, I'm not sure. Also, it op- uh, the third one opened in Midtown. It was about Ogden uh, and Adams, West Adams Street and Ashland. That's like the medical area. <coughs> Excuse me. It's been built up uh, uh, ever since. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing what it looks like now. And then the on the first uh, the first store to open on the South Side was in the in the Inglewood neighborhood at 63rd and Green Street. That's one west of Halstead. Uh, my mother went to that when she came to America in 1962 and had me <laughs> when she got married. She got married first, then she had me. Uh, that was uh, she went to that store about a few times. She liked it. She said it was beautiful. It was big, you know. She also went to the one downtown. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. And uh, let's see, the next one, uh, the first suburban store that opened was in Oak Park. It's on Lake 
Lake Street and Harlem Avenue and River Forest. You know, borders of park, but it's really River Forest. That's a nice store. It's very nice. It's right near the L station. Like that is quite cool. And the, uh, well, actually, it was not the first store in the suburbs. Uh, forgive me. It was uh, Evanston in 1929, and then they uh, re remodeled it in 1959. So really, it's Evanston that was the first one. And then in, 19, in 1957, it opened at Harlem Irving Plaza. They had a big, uh, it opened to great fanfare around there. It really did. It was, uh, it was big and it was beautiful. Next up, it opened in Carpentersville in 1959 in the Meadowdale uh, Shopping Center. Then in Lincoln Village, that's like uh, Milwaukee and uh, it's in Lincolnwood. I think it's like Devon or something like that. I'm not sure. It's in Lincoln Village in 1960. Then it opened at Randhurst in 1962 in Mount Prospect. Now, there's a few photos out there. Uh, if you go online and do a search, you will find it. Then it opened again in the city in August 1965 at Fort City Mall. And that's the one I frequently went the most. Uh, that was a great store. I loved it. People in the neighborhood, oh, they, they were crazy about it. And uh, I've applied, I've said this before, I applied at that store about maybe two or three times and I never got hired. And the reason was there were a lot of kids in my class that worked there. And, you know, one of them suggested go apply. I did. Nothing happened. But uh, I remember the, um, there was the Terrace Snack Bar. They had a restaurant there. And uh, I remember the records, uh, the record albums uh, section. Remember that? And uh, they had beautiful clothes. My mom shopped there all the time. That was one of her favorites. She really loved it. And she has a few items still in the house. And next up, it opened in Yorktown in Lombard, Illinois, August 1968. Also at Lakehurst Mall in Waukegan, 19, August 1971. Then it opened in another August date, 1973, in Lincoln Mall in Madison. And the last one opened was in August uh, 1974. Um, also, it, it opened in Orland Park, too. Yeah, it did. Uh, I don't know when it opened in Orland Park uh, at the Orland Square Mall. I think... Uh, no, it wasn't at the Orland Square Mall. I think it was at... The, uh, another mall. It was Orland Place. I, I forgot because I, I don't think I went to that one. I knew it was there. So you know, forgive me. You can correct me and you can make a comment and do that. Okay. So the one downtown that opened at 1 North State Street in 1960 and it, uh, this, the, the department store that was there before was Mandel Brothers and that was uh, that was there till I think like the late 19th century. That was there forever, and uh, that didn't. Then Weebles, uh I don't know if acquired the building or the company. Maybe did. I'm not sure. And I remember going downtown when I was little, and my mother took me there. What I remember was the toy department, and I think it was uh, what was it called, Toyland or something? I forgot. Toypedia. I forgot the name and. And uh, it was beautiful. And uh, believe it or not, uh, I right after I got laid off from American Express Travel, 2007, uh, I worked. I found a temporary job at that building, 
around 2012, and it was a one, one North State Street, and it was the Weebolts uh, building. And I worked on the third floor, and it was eerie walking in, and it's like this was Weebolts. This was Weebolts. It was funny. Uh, I didn't like working there. Uh, that job was terrible. <laughs> I don't want to go into details. I, I just I'm glad they didn't call me back. You know, everyone had a bad job. Everyone's had one. Uh, so that's okay. And uh, unfortunately, um, the company filed for bankruptcy in the mid-80s, uh, you know, probably early 80s, uh, I imagine. And then uh, it closed in 1987, and it's 35 years ago this month. They had all, you know, going out of business sales. And when people found out, when people found out that when they, the company announced that it was closing, they were devastated. I was too. I hate, uh, it was awful, you know. And then uh, the one in Fort City closed. And then Carson's, Peary Scott, took over for many years. So that's good. Uh, but it's a shame because um, they were the th- most three, fa- one of the three favorite stores in Chicago that people love to shop. Also, it was Marshall Fields, Carson Perry Scott and Weebles, you know, and um, Marshall Fields was more pricier, but beautiful. They had beautiful, all of them had beautiful items, but uh, Carson's and Weebles are, they were a little um, discounted a little bit, slightly, but they had everything, anything you wanted. It was there. Help yourself like that. It's the same thing when I lived in Roseland neighborhood on South side in the seventies. They had Gately's People Store. That was similar to that. And they had everything. Everything. You know, it was like a mall in a building. And uh, so that's a that's a sad anniversary. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, uh, well, I don't think I'll come back. No way. That's a shame. Also, th- there was a book out in uh, called Chicago- Lost uh, Chicago Department Stores, uh, authored by Leslie Goddard. I'm featured in a book, and I talked about a couple memories. One of them was Fort City in Weebles. I talked about that. The other one was Gately's People Store. So if you um, do a search and find the book, you know, it's a fascinating read. It really is. It talks about department stores of Chicago, but not just Weebles, uh, Marshall Fields, uh, Carson's, uh, Sears. That's gone, too. You know, it's, it's a wonderful book. I loved it. Okay, next up, uh, I will talk about, uh, let's see, uh, vintage cigarette machines. Um, So uh, they were invented a long time ago, and uh, I will talk about my memories of that. Whenever, when I was growing up, I used to see uh, cigarette vending machines, uh, mostly at restaurants, bars, uh, I don't know where else. Maybe sometimes a department store. No, not department stores. Maybe. Yeah. But I've never seen my grocery stores. I mean, I know grocery stores sell them. They sell cigarettes by the carton or the pack, but they had vending machines there. And then you walk out and there, boom, there it was. And, uh, you know, what was fascinating when I was a little, they had pretty colors because all cigarette brands have that, like red, green, blue, green. Uh, I said green array. I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, uh, so 
I don't know how much they cost back then. I'm trying to remember. Like in the 70s, maybe it's like, oops, I forgot, 35 cents, 40 cents, and it's gone up dramatically with taxes and all that. And uh, I witnessed people who bought them. They put in quarters. Uh, they used dollar bills. Later on, they added that. But they usually use coins. And then they would see a brand, which they smoke. Usually lights, ultralights, or regular, or uh, filtered, non-filtered, uh, unfiltered. <laughs> they call it plain end like that. And it's fine. another, you know, famous brands that were over there most of the time was uh, Winston, Salem, Cool, Newport, Camel. All oh, oh, the most popular brands ever. Benson Hedges. You know, the, and... Uh, the last time I saw a vending, uh, a vending machine, you know, cigarette vending machine was at a restaurant. It was called Nickabee's. It was at, uh, located at 103rd Street and Harlem Avenue. And I think it's uh, Bridgeview, I think, or Chicago Ridge. I think it's Bridgeview. Uh, th- the owner of the restaurant was a work. Uh, he was a friend of my father's. They worked together at the, at the Conrad Hilton downtown. And uh, when he left that job and he opened that uh, restaurant we went there a few times uh, it was a good place and uh there's you know what the funny thing is the vending machine was located downstairs uh where you go to the restrooms so uh, you go downstairs and there it was right in a corner right there it looked like it was from the 80s it was amazing and that back then it cost a lot of money so that was the last time I saw one. Uh, then the restaurant uh, was torn down. I think uh, he passed away not too long ago. The, that's the, the owner uh, who worked with my father. And now it's a Starbucks. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, that was that. And uh, you don't see them around. I don't know if they're still legal. I don't know. Maybe they pass an ordinance in Illinois or Chicago that they got rid of them. Because uh, right now it, there's stricter laws for, for tobacco use, you know, and it's, uh, you know, kids, uh, you know, that you have to be a certain age or show an ID to buy, purchase. I think it's 21, I think, or 18, but I think it's 21. So that, it was 18 when, when I was younger. But, you know, when I was in high school, uh, kids got cigarettes uh, very easily okay so uh that's a you know so the vending machine eh, you don't see them around it's like the uh, pay phones and then those gone you know i'll talk about pay phones uh you know telephone pay phone telephone uh you know pay telephones i'm sorry <laughs> in another on another uh, episode that's an interesting thought okay Next up, I will talk about uh, the Apple iPod. I will talk about that. And uh, when the news announced, when the news broke out that they are discontinuing the Apple iPod, that was in May 10th, uh, a lot of people were disappointed, but not surprised because it was a very hot item in the 2000s and 2010s. But uh, then the iPhone came in 2007 so it was like an iphone without the phone basically and uh 
So the iPod was introduced in 2001. Um, I think I have the exact date. And the exact date was uh, October 23rd. So that's when it was released. Which is like that. So right now I'm going to play the commercial, the first commercial for iPod, for Apple iPod. It's from 2001. Uh, there's not much dialogue, only at the per, the the guy at the end, he'll tell you that. And uh, so luckily I found it on YouTube. So that's great. So here is the very first iPod, Apple iPod commercial from 2001. Here we go. thousand songs in your pocket okay everyone i'm back i hope you enjoyed the commercial for apple ipod uh there were other commercials following that i remember i think a lot of people remember this there were like uh, people dancing silhouettes and they danced to certain music so that was uh that took off as well so i'll give you a little history of the ipod but uh, first, I'm going to tell you my memory of buying my first iPod. Okay, that happened in 2000, I think about 2004, 2005, something like that. Um, a friend of mine called me for lunch. Uh, we used to work together uh, downtown. He lived in Lombard. And uh, we went, I don't remember where we went, to lunch, uh, somewhere around there. And... Uh, so I figured, you know, I was driving around, and then I entered in Downers Grove, that's in the border of Lombard, and I went to Best Buy, and uh, I was just looking for DVDs to buy, and, you know, they had the iPods for sale, and I figured, oh, why don't I buy one? Why don't I just buy one? <laughs> and uh, so uh, I chose the, the first one was not like the, uh, the clickety wheel, it was like the smooth one, I'll get to that in a moment of the different models and uh, generations. So I purchased one, and I don't remember how much I cut up, bought. Uh, I don't really remember, but uh, it was white. And uh, I was very excited. I was so excited. You know, I drove home. I can't wait to use it when I get home. But the thing is, I was speeding a little bit in Oak Brook, <laughs> and I got pulled over by a cop. <laughs> And uh, he, the the policeman, he would look like he was 18 years old. He was very, you know, he had a baby face. And I said, officer, and I told, I'm sorry, officer, I, I was speeding, you know. And he wrote a ticket. But the funny, the funny thing is, um, he asked me, why why were you speeding? And I said, I got distracted by no iPod. And he, he was laughing at me. <laughs> but you know what he did? He gave me the ticket, but he wouldn't report it. 
he says, that's just a reminder, you know, to be careful next time. And I said, wow, that's great. Thank you. You know, but uh, I feel guilty about that. So um, I did go home and I, I got started. Um, I didn't have an iMac computer at the time. I had a PC. I forgot which one. HP, I believe. And uh, so I, I, I waited. So I con- then when you um, start connecting it, you had to uh, sign in, get the software going. You know, it took a little time for that. And then uh, all of a sudden on your computer, on your monitor, boom, iTunes store. And uh, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. Now, uh, the funny thing is the iTunes store uh, didn't premiere in 2001. That came later. That ca- it, it came in, uh, the date was April 29, 2003. So it was two... Uh, Two years later, and then um, then videos were sold there on April 12, 2005, and then they had movies uh, a year later in 2006. Interesting, you know. So I had a huge CD collection. I still do. And uh, I started burning. That's what it's called. You put in a disc, you put it in a drive. Um, I'm trying to remember because, uh, yeah, the drive was like up front, you know, the, and then I remember when I bought an iMac, uh, that was on the side of that. And then I bought two iMacs so far, but, uh, then the, the iMac model now doesn't come with that. You have to buy a separate, uh, disc DVD player, like a disc drive. And I have that. So that, thank goodness. And, uh, so it was like Napster. Remember that? I should talk about that. That's interesting. And uh, also, remember eMusic? I remember that. That's that's interesting. And MSN Music. Yeah, there were other uh, stores like that, you know, that you could purchase songs online or burn them, you know, from your CDs. And I started... Then I started burning this, uh, songs from CD. Not all of them, but my my favorites. You know, like my first, uh, my favorite album of all time when I bought it in high school was the Cars self titled al- album. Also, their second one, Candio. I used to listen to it all the time in high school when when the Loop W L O P L U P played them all the time. And uh, that was the first CDs. And then I just th- I bought a few songs. On the iTunes store, I really did, because some are not available, so I did that. And you paid 99 cents, and uh, the price went up to $1.29, I think, right now. So it was 99 cents, so it's like a buck. And then uh, it grew in popularity, the iPods and all that. And then um, then others uh, introduced, first generations, third, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. The last one was seven. Okay. And uh, it, and uh, the first one held a thousand songs. I really did. You know, and then the memory, the memories of those, uh, you know, the storage increased over time. And then, uh, so the other model, models of iPods was the uh, iPod Mini, iPod Nano, and iPod Shuffle. I never bought those. I just bought the regular iPod. 
I have two. And uh, the first one doesn't really work. You know, I still have it. The second one was uh, the black, when they came in black, in black. I don't know which generation it was. I think maybe third or fourth. Yeah, I think third or fourth. And then um, I remember the commercial that uh, U2, that's U2, you know, the band that with Bono, and he sang the commercials of that. And uh, the black one works. That one works. I tried it out, and uh, connect, I didn't connect it in the computer yet. Uh, maybe I should, but uh, it was kind of cool. But I don't know if it's, it's compatible with today. This is 2022. I don't think so. And uh, so I took a photo of myself with the ear the earbuds and uh, the black iPod and I showed it to people and they were fascinated and it goes, it's, it still works. But there are people, a lot of people have commented, they still have their music players. They still have, and they work. And uh, that's cool. And they do. And then in, uh, so last month they announced a discontinuing. I don't know if people rush to the stores or order online to get the last one. I don't think they sell them anymore. So if you're lucky, you can find them on eBay and try to find one. You know, that's a shame. Maybe I wanted it. But now you have the your iPhone. So you can uh, transfer it on your iPhone. I have a few songs on my iPhone, but I don't know if I want. You see, I have 14,000 songs, I think, last I looked. And uh, let's see uh, how many songs I got. Yeah, 14,000, almost 950. That's a lot. That is quite a lot. And I don't know if my iPhone can hold all that, so I got to get rid of it. And uh, so that's that's a shame. You know, it was very innovative, very popular, you know. I remember there was another music player called Zoom. I think uh, Microsoft owned, uh, uh, created that. Uh, I doubt they make it anymore. But uh, I read I read somewhere that... Uh, what was it, Samsung or a company that has still has music players if you want to buy one? Go ahead. And so that was a, that was a big deal when it was announced. It really was. And, uh, you know, the audio at first wasn't sound not great. So they they adjusted that as time went on. So whenever you have your iPod, you take your USB and your charger and you can charge it and then also charge it with your computer in the back like I do. And, uh, you know, the dock connector. So it's fun. And uh, so that's a shame. Who knows? They might, they might bring it back. I doubt it, but I hope so. <laughs> so... Uh, the Apple sold about 450 million iPod products as of this year, which is pretty good, you know. So let's see. Also, uh, iTunes Store went away. It was renamed uh, Apple Music. So uh, that's that's a shame too. I like iTunes. I like that name. You know, I like that. So that opened in, uh, like I said, of and uh, it opened on April 28, 2003. And uh, then it changed. Uh, 
to uh, Apple Music. You can still buy songs for $1.29 or muse or movies if you like. I never bought a movie there. Never did. Just music. That's fine. Okay. All right. So that'll be all for today. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. I talked about the 35th anniversary of the closing of Weebolt's department store. Uh, my memories of uh, vintage cigarette, cigarette vending machines and also the, iP- the Apple iPod. Oh, that was a fun, that was fun. I really did. I will do another podcast episode next week, sometime next week. Also, I will do another, my other podcast, which is TV Oblivion. I will do an episode tomorrow. I think that's episode seven, I think. I forgot. I haven't done one in a while, so uh, that should be interesting. And uh, please subscribe to my podcast, uh, Bash Conland Stories. I am on any, wherever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Breaker, anywhere like that. And uh, also on my YouTube channel, Bash Conland Stories. Uh, I will post this on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter listen as well if you have any questions on how to access it please please do i will do my best okay so this is so this is your host pete castanas with episode 143 of Anne chicago stories everyone have a great day and uh one last thing um health wise i'm doing fine i've been resuming walking for the past two or three weeks and i've increased you know so it's uh going very well you know i enjoy it i won't do it today because it's raining (laughs) maybe tonight i don't know we'll see i'll check the weather check on the weather app okay so thank you again for joining me and bye-bye for now for me and here's ray rayner saying bye-bye for now with a little traveling music take care everybody so long we have to go bye bye bye